We recently had a Raising Luminaries episode about helping you identify your child's passions. There's nothing that we want more as parents than to see our kids thriving, coming alive. What makes their eyes light up? What makes their heart beat faster? What what are they drawn to? And sometimes it's really hard to identify those things. And society tells us if those things that they feel really connected to or fired up about are not aligned with whatever, you know, conventional ways kids are supposed to operate, then those kids are weird or we have to squash those things and get them more focused on math or reading or this sport or that. I'm hopefully in today's episode reminding you all the reasons why that's so not true. It's our job as parents to cultivate that in them, to identify that spark in them, to fuel those flames, and to do it in a way where you're leading them and guiding them towards wherever they're called to go. Now, there's a process we have called SPARK, (laughs) the Raising Luminaries SPARK. It is an exercise and a workbook that you can walk through yourself and with your children to really figure out what are those things that light my kids up. It could be things that you're totally overlooking. So before we jump into the episode in full, I want to remind you to head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash spark. This workbook is really comprehensive. It's something that you can use over and over with each of your kids, and you can even do it with yourself if you're feeling a little lost or like you need some clarity in your own life. But I want to walk you through today the six ways to really notice that spark in your child and how to cultivate it. Let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. The first step in the process, now this gets broken down in the workbook at luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash spark. And you can grab that in the show notes. But the first step in the process is looking for clues in what they're really grateful for. So you want to, in your home, and you remember everything we teach you here on this section of the Luminary Leadership Podcast and Raising Luminaries is about you learning to embody something first as the leader of your children. But you want to make it a common practice in your home that everyone is really leaning into gratitude and sharing what that is. And the easiest way that we've implemented that is around our dinner table. We have our oldest and our middle child, Marie, they share a room, and then our youngest is in a different bedroom. So doing it at bedtime is sometimes tough because sometimes we divide and conquer. But we all are together around the dinner table at the same time. And gratitude is such an invaluable window into the kids' hearts to really know what they are thankful for, what they're passionate about, what they light up about. One of my kids always is so thankful for food. She's such a good eater and she just is 
over the moon happy that she has this meal in front of her. My son, he tends to focus more on things. Like he's at that age where he loves his toys. So he's really thankful for his Legos and the opportunity to build with his dad out in the workshop. And we're starting to notice these little sparks in him and these themes that come up. So they may start off with kind of general things of what they're grateful for. Just let it be. Don't be frustrated with this process. If we make this a habit in our everyday lives and we really model it for them, you'll start to notice their contributions. They start to deepen a little bit and they start to practice the skill of noticing things that they're thankful for, which is a wonderful quality. And I know this seems a little surface level, but stay with me. These six ways to really identify their spark is going to help you help your children in a big, big way. So the second way is creating opportunities for boredom. Man, I remember audibly saying to my parents, I'm so bored. And never once did they put me in front of a TV when I said that or do anything but say, okay, go play, go figure it out, go be not bored. And because of that, it allowed me to be inventive and figure out ways to fill my time and to use my mind and to explore adventures. So when our kids are left to figure out what to do for themselves, instead of being overscheduled or distracted by those devices, they come up with some really creative things to do with their time. So boredom is not a bad thing. It's white space. Do you know how many parents, adults, entrepreneurs would kill for some boredom in their lives? Because it's open space to create and to think. Sometimes we're so overscheduled that we don't even allow for some boredom to creep in so that we can tap into that creativity. We try to fill every void, every moment, and we never fully embrace what's dying to get out. So instead of allowing them to disappear into these activities for hours on end, Allow them to figure it out during these stages of boredom. Don't overschedule the kids. This is the child's form of getting in a state of flow. We almost can start to catch them in these activities and notice them. I see it in my kids all the time. We don't do the whole device thing. My kids are still little, but it's allowed them to get so creative. Granted, you have to be ready for every possible nook and cranny of your house to be turned into a fort, but you know what? I'm okay with it. When I go to bed at night and I can't find a pillow for my life and there are no blankets on my bed, I know that my kids filled that boredom time with something really creative. Okay, number three, plan wonder-filled environments. What do I mean by that? I want you to intentionally expose your kids to a variety of experiences, places, uh, the best books, the music that you listened to growing up, different types of musicians, art, sports, whatever piques their curiosity. And you can do this by getting them in these different environments. So take them to a museum and see if anything sticks there. To a nature center, outside, just kind of hiking through the woods and going on an adventure. Or get them into some specialized classes. My daughter is just so into art right now. She's only four. (laughs) We could take down an entire rainforest with the amount of paper that she wants to go through on the daily drawing. So we've found different ways to have some more um, sustainable, reusable stuff for her because she would, no joke, go through a ream of paper. Let them cook with you. See if they take a knack to cooking. Expose them to different types of movies. Take them to a concert. Let them listen to an audiobook and see if they are more audible in their learning or if they really resonate more with something more visual or physical. Let them garden. I let my son 
He doesn't use my phone except to take pictures. And he's really curious about figuring out how to get the camera to do different things on my phone. So we've started to let him learn a little more about photography. There's endless possibility. And I think we as parents are so spread thin sometimes that it's hard to get into this creative space ourselves. I am not a Pinterest mom. I'm not going to create this incredible activity for my kids. So I have to think of the things that are kind of ready-made, like going outside in the woods or, you know, cooking with them or bringing them into the things that I'm already doing because I have three kids going in three different directions. I don't have the capacity to just constantly be coming up with all these wonderful little ideas and then give them the time and space to explore and acquire this new knowledge based on whatever they found from these activities. Have conversations with them at the end of the night. Uh, Let them tell you about how much they loved it or how much they never want to do it again. That's what I get once in a while when we try something that just didn't stick with the kids. Not all the seeds that we plant are going to sprout. But even if one or two of them do, it's a worthy investment of our time. So plan those wonder-filled environments, put them in there, let them experience them, and then give you the feedback, and you'll start to get a taste of where they're being led. Okay, next up, what just comes naturally to them, right? So people, all people, us, little kids, medium kids, all the kids, sometimes we overlook the things that are strengths to us because we take them for granted right? We think that they're not all that special because we do it with ease and we don't even really have to think twice when we do it. Can you tune in to when they get things right? What comes easier for them than other people, than you, than their siblings and their peers? These things can be really valuable insights into their purpose. As parents, we might also be a little too close to our children sometimes to notice these things as well because we start to take their gifts for, for granted. Pay attention to what their teachers or their coaches or their mentors in their lives or aunts, uncles, whoever it might be, what they comment on or give positive feedback for. Ask you know all the people in their lives that have their best interest at heart what they think your child's natural you know tendencies are, what they happen to have in their tool belt that they're really good at without having to really overthink it. And you're going to be surprised by what you might notice or what other people might notice that we might not notice because we see it every day in our kids. And we never want to take for granted the things that come easily to them because that is something that is a special treasure just to them. Now, in that same vein, here's the next one. I want you to be able to identify the difference, though, between their natural skills and their innate gifting. What do I mean by that? So once you start to notice the things and the skills that come easily to your child, also pay attention to their innate gifting. That can also go easily overlooked. These are characteristics, right? Sometimes the intangible things that were placed on their little souls at birth. And this is going to require us to really fine tune our awareness and our acknowledgement and even some of the things that might drive us crazy in our kids that ultimately are going to be the things that serve them. If you have a child who's super sensitive, like I do, and might cry at the drop of a hat, they have the ability to feel really deeply. Or what people call a spirited child, like boundless energy, and you can't keep up with them, and they're just, whew, they've got a lot of go. I feel like calling them, side note, little sidebar calling them a spirited child is kind of like 
when someone says it's good luck when it rains on your wedding day. It's just like what people say to make you feel better. Because when you have a spirited child, you're going gray really quickly. You're exhausted. You're burnt out. But they have something so innate. They are going to light up the world someday. They have such an incredible gift. Don't take that for granted. So make sure you decipher the difference between, you know, the skills that come naturally to them. Like, can your kid just pick up a ball and they just they just seem like they're an athlete. They just have this gift. Or are they really musically inclined? Like they sit down at a piano and all of a sudden they can play something by ear. That's a skill that's, you know, either developed or innate or it's just something that comes naturally to them. But the gifting, the innate gifting is something more in their personality and who they are and the fingerprint of this child that you never want to underestimate or take for granted. And the final piece of the puzzle is nightly talk time. It's the most critical 10 minutes of your day. Okay, so you know that time right before bed when you are so freaking exhausted and ready to just get on with your night because you have to pick up after dinner, you you gotta clean the kitchen, you might have some work to catch up on, you're just fried. Guess what? I'm gonna ask for your very best in that moment of the day, which by the way, is a leadership principle. How can you tap into that next level when you have nothing left to give? So at that time when you're beat and you're getting your kids down to bed, instead of trying to rush that process, which, you know, your kids never let you rush the process. That's when they get thirsty. That's when they have all these philosophical questions and they delay sleep. This is such a beautiful opportunity to engage with your kids one-on-one, like no distractions, just a quiet room, maybe a darkened room. In my experience, it's it's when they'll share about their day. They'll talk about what's been stressing them out or worrying them, what they're excited about, what they're anticipating, but it's also a little lens into their hearts. It can be the most impactful 10 minutes of every day. So don't squander that and have that nightly talk time. Have some questions in mind or just let your kid direct that conversation they will light up at the opportunity to delay bedtime so trust me you won't have any trouble getting anything out of them even some of your older ones this is just so insightful and gaining some of those clues that are going to help you identify that spark in your child so if you want to walk through this exercise with some more meat to it a true workbook helping you really identify these things so that you can cultivate it and raise that little luminary go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash spark and if this speaks to you i feel like this is a message we need to get out to the masses so please i ask you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your stories tag us let us know that you're listening that you're watching that you're implementing that you're leading We are so proud of this community and so grateful for this community, but we know there are so many other parents out there who are feeling the weight of the world right now, knowing that they desperately want to lead their children, but they just don't know where to start. We want to share this with them. We want to start this movement. And the other thing that we're doing right now is if you leave a review, take a screenshot and email it. Email it to podcast at luminaryleadershipco.com. Just send us the screenshot and coffee is on us. Okay, have an amazing rest of your day. Talk to y'all soon. 
I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.